feeding of werewolves. Episode 16, Pre-Op Prep. What the hell's he doing here? Want me to hold him down so you can rearrange his face? No thanks. He's helping us take out Frank. Oh, okay. Why? The Blue Fairy finally gave him a conscience of his own. Maybe someday he'll be a real boy. Ten bucks says he kills the cricket first. I'm right here. How do you know we can trust him? Because I wouldn't bother with a ruse. If I wanted to do anything to any of you, you'd never see me until it was too late. Oh, go ahead. Keep digging yourself in deeper. Breathing's a privilege that can be revoked at any time. I'm honest, and I still get grief for it. We've no guarantee we can trust him. But he's the best shot we've got. And he knows that if he's lying, we'll kill him. Until then, the human gets to live. He's the lead you were following? Yes. You want him to leave? No. As I was saying, once we've eliminated the above-ground threats, we'll free the prisoners on the lower level. I'll be in the security room here, with four other guards watching the monitors. So, Julie and I come in the back? No. You hold back and wait for the captives and any wounded. The hells I am. I'm coming with you. I won't let him go without me. And besides, you're going to need me. Wait, you fight? Don't make me zap your ass. Otto took you out yesterday. Tripping me by being underfoot doesn't count. He is a taser. Well, cattle prod. You stay in the middle. Malcolm takes point. I got the rear. Otto, you cremate us because we're probably going to die. Addison, the shop goes to you. Don't let Otto burn it down. It's freaky how you have your deaths all planned out. And I don't need a cattle prod. I have this. You're bringing a stick to a gunfight? Not sure we'll have time to dig graves. Oh, this isn't Grave Digger. No need to worry about that because you're not going. He can, but I won't take anyone into a fight who can't handle themselves. See these hands? They can jolt a heart into beating properly, or they can stop it entirely. Would you like a demonstration? Wouldn't work, remember? Besides, that would require you to get up in the face of someone with a gun. You of all people should know how much damage a bullet can do. Seriously? It's Magic. If given enough time to prep, I could call up an entire horde of shadow demons against which bullets wouldn't work, and you wouldn't even know they were up in your grill until I wanted you to know. Yeah, don't ever say up in your grill again. Well, maybe not you, you freak of nature, and you can bite me, Julia. Bend over. Why are you looking at me like that? Do I have something in my teeth? I'm just glad you use your powers for good. Neutral good-ish. What? Never mind. You can't protect yourself against everything. 
neither can you. Without us there, someone might decide to eat you. Your little anti-magic field won't stop teeth or claws. Are there any others like you? There's no one like me. Thank God for that. Does beneficial magic like healing work? No? Well, shit. The mages on staff would smell it anyway. You, you have... There's, there's one of us that works there. Are they forced to, like my grandmother? A couple. I don't know why they're there. We don't usually talk much about anything not directly related to work. I can imagine. We need to loot everything we can. Any records, drugs, all of it. It could help the survivors. So, drug the gods, present company excluded, sneak in the back. A distraction up front would keep anyone still conscious busy. Okay, at least one wolf pack and a brood of vampires are up for a little payback. I'm pretty sure I can scare up a few more volunteers. Owen's mate, Sage, would be the perfect leader. You'll need to time it so you don't come in the back too early. Hey, Karen, you up for some early parole? <laughs> One screamer bomb will be the go signal. The walls are heavy cement. It might not be enough. Guys, plug your ears. Karen, hit it. Just don't break any glass this time. She'll sound off when they smash the bottle. You got access to the locked doors? Yeah. If I'm incapacitated, Frank will have an access card on him. Where's Frank going to be? He'll likely be in one of the, these labs here to the east. I'll meet you here in the north wing and get you to him. We need to take him out before he can call out. We're not killing him, though. Why not? What gives us the right? Malcolm says that he's a non-combatant. I don't know about you, but I don't think I can kill someone, especially one who can't defend himself. How do you destroy a monster without becoming one yourself? I can. Not helping your case. Besides, if you kill someone, you can only punish them once. Give them to a demon, and they can draw out his suffering over years. You see, Addison, short people are way more vicious because their anger has less space to bottle up in. <laughs> you want to repay torture with more torture? Like you just said, what gives you the right? I'm a big believer in fitting the punishment to the crime. Then why wouldn't you do it yourself instead of farming it out to demons? Either way, I won't be a part of it, and I can come up with another plan without you. Fine, fine. We'll kill him. Whatever. I'm probably not a very good influence on you, Addison. In my defense, I'm far too young to be a mom. A vodka, aunt. I'm surrounded by amateurs. It's amazing you get anything done around here. Trust me, it only gets weirder from here. If you're bringing reinforcements, they can get the subjects... Survivors. Survivors, out while we deal with Frank. The guard up front will have an access card. If for some reason your friends can't get it off him, we can... Won't be a problem. At least one of the vampires will be able to miss through the doors as long as they're not airtight. Uh, what about Vanessa? 
Frank deserves to die, but I don't think she does. If we do this Tuesday night, she won't be on site. Is that too soon for your friends? Never too soon for an all-you-can-eat buffet. You're joking about people dying. People who are complicit in kidnapping, murder, and experimentation on other people. Ones who've no compunction about chucking the husk of a man out the back of a van like a bag of trash. They made their choices. People like me. You're, you're not not guilty, but you're doing something about it now. They had no problems doing this to a kid, even though it meant killing other kids. You really think they deserve to just go about their lives? Ugh, seriously? I'm tired of knocking shit over. Ah, uh, here, I got it. Don't be so hard on yourself. You're getting better with those extra limbs. Why would anyone do this if they're not a sadistic fuck? I don't know. Winthorpe talks about stuff like medical advancements, but I don't understand half of what he says. Vanessa mentioned something about military applications. They're always looking for bigger, better super soldiers. How could someone do this? Who'd even think of doing this in the first place? Humans have been doing vile things to each other in the name of science for centuries, especially on marginalized groups. The first gynecologists experimented on enslaved black people, performing non-consensual surgeries without anesthesia because it was thought they didn't feel as much pain as white people. What Nazi doctors did to Jewish, Roma, gay, and disabled people still gives me nightmares, and I only studied it at university. Syphilis treatment, hell, even their diagnoses were withheld from black men for 40 years because white American doctors wanted to see what would happen, you know, for funsies. The point is... Some people in power have always seen certain groups of people as nothing more than animals to dissect. We're just the latest iteration in a long history of dehumanizing others. <laughs> dehumanizing? You know what I mean. Basically, assuming he's like his predecessors, this Winthorpe, Frank, whatever, wants a shortcut in his research, and he doesn't care who gets hurt in that goal because he doesn't see anyone other than those who look like him as people. And Vanessa? She didn't seem that way. I don't think she's there willingly, but I can't say for sure. What do you think of the plan? I think your idea is highly illegal and definitely dangerous. I approve. This is, without a doubt, the dumbest plan I've ever heard. Of course I'm in. Neither of you'd make it out in one piece without me. But just let it be known that if I die, I'm haunting your ass. Okay, if anyone's waiting for a pep talk, don't look at me. How about don't get dead? That works. Here's the address. If you come up this way, you'll, be, uh, you'll avoid being noticed by the guard in the front if they're not already unconscious. 
Our best window is at 2100 hours. That'll give me enough time to dose the coffee and for it to take effect. I'd better get to mixing. I'll get to making phone calls, see who can make it. Come on, Ads. I'll make you some breakfast. Oh, thank you. Hazel cannot make eggs. I can scramble, but... Look, I know we got off on the wrong foot. Understatement of the century. Look, I don't know if I can ever look at you and not see Owen's body. But this, you're doing the right thing now. Thanks. You sure you're up for this? You know, when I first met you, I wanted to strangle you. Now I can apparently tolerate you for about 20 minutes before I start feeling homicidal. We may seem like we're a couple of squirrels disguised as semi-functional adults, but that's because we get the nerves out ahead of time and we don't want the kid to worry. I could hardly do what I do if I lost my shit every time there was an emergency, and even though Julia's only 15... He's 15? He's seen some shit. There's no one else I trust to watch my back, and I don't trust anyone else to watch his. Here, pour the entire bottle in with the coffee grounds, and it should take effect within about 15 minutes. It won't kill them? Give it a shot and find out for yourself. Now get out of my house before I change my mind about letting you live, and I'll see you on Tuesday. Oh, Bridget, please let this be the right decision. Oh, there you go. Get it all out. Ugh, I am never eating eggs again. Sorry about breakfast and your shirt and the floor. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm sorry you had to taste it twice. Told you eggs are disgusting. Hey, my eggs are freaking delicious. Here, let's get that taste out of your mouth. Fuck! It's alright. It's not alright! Fucking Hey, is it okay if I sit here? The glass. <laughs> I gotta admit, this is some spectacular damage. I'm I'm sorry. It, I. It, you see that wall over there that doesn't quite match the resting color? I once put a marble mortar and pestle the size of Julia's fist through it. Several times. <laughs> Jeez, what what happened? Uh, my dad and I got in a fight or something dumb like that. It wasn't like I woke up and stumbled into the guy who kept me prisoner in a secret facility where I was experimented on. That's worth a meltdown. I noticed you've been practicing. You got a couple of fireballs off. What if what if you guys die? I don't want you to die. What'll happen to me? They have 
guns and tasers and batons and and some of them some of them force you to do stuff. What what kind of stuff? Go here, sit there, let them stick you with needles. And and you can't fight back even if you want to. You just you just can't move. Oh, why am I still crying? <laughs> because because you you feel safe enough to cry. And you're still processing multiple types of trauma. That's not something you get over overnight. Have you thought any more about that therapist? Do I have to? We've been over this. I won't make you do anything. But they'll have more tools to help you than I do, and... I won't always be around to stop you from burning the place down. Nah, she'll just lecture you till you give in and just to get her to shut up. Uh, hey! <laughs> Can I hug you? Uh, I, I guess so. Oh yeah, come here, Otto. You come in here too. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh-oh. Julia's um, pouting at being left out. Should we yeah. make it a group hug? <laughs> yeah, well, but um, I don't think we should after that crack about lecturing. What? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, sorry. When I feel brittle, broken, and hollow inside, I feel best wrapped up in a hug. Like, if I'm squeezed hard enough... All the jagged pieces inside will just all be pushed back into place. Maybe not the same way, but it's better. I'm sorry you had to see him. I, sh- I should have locked the door and put up sound dampeners or, or met him somewhere else. But he just showed up and I didn't stop to consider what it would mean for you. I'm sorry I helped hurt you. You didn't you didn't hurt me. Emotional pain still pain, kid. Even if it was accidental, you still got hurt. Thanks. Why didn't you tell me he was your lead? I wanted to avoid hurting you, and maybe I was a little afraid he'd think I was conspiring with the enemy. What, by trying to find him? You said he just walked up? I did manage to track him down a few weeks ago. He gave me absolutely nothing before taking off. I had no idea how else to find him. That damn nullification is annoying, and I hadn't heard from him until he just now showed up. I'm sorry, too. I could have locked the door, but... I was too busy thinking about punching his face in. Okay. But if there's anything else going on, I want to know about it. Like, if he calls you or whatever. You answer most of the calls. Not your cell. Eh, you're right. I promise to let you know if Fashy Pants pops up again before Tuesday. Fashy pants? Blame Julia for that one. Oh, I got a bunch of them. If you can stomach some food, 
Let's try some toast. Kids never gonna put meat on their bones if you're feeding them toast. Peanut butter's protein. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was written and performed by Brenna Anderson Dow, Frederick Elmore, Keith Baldwin, and Taryn Baldwin. Sound editing by Frederick Elmore. Music by Kevin Elmore. Special thanks to Paper Starships on Tumblr. Find us on Facebook at Care and Feeding of Werewolves. Tweet us at CareWerewolves or email us at FeedingWerewolves at gmail.com. Please rate and review. Care and Feeding of Werewolves is a podcast distributed by Kerfuffle and Chaos Productions and licensed under a Creative Commons non-commercial attribution share-alike 4.0 international. All content on the Care and Feeding of Werewolves podcast is fictional and for entertainment purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your doctor or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of an episode. Reliance on any information provided by Care and Feeding of Werewolves, Kerfuffle and Chaos Productions, or anyone involved with the production of this podcast is solely at your own risk. We here at Care and Feeding of Werewolves agree. Don't get dead is the best advice that this show has given. (laughs) 